Hey guys, welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Angie in Oklahoma is on. Angie, you're on the show. What's happening? Hey, I wanted to give Amy a hard time and call her out. Oh, we like this. Bring it on. (laughs) Yeah, so back starting in 2016, I sent her a morning corny in her DMs and never got a reply. Well, I thought I would try again. I had another good one in June and sent her another morning corny and they were never open. So I just wanted to give her a hard time. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Drama. Amy, go ahead. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. What is the hard time about? I'm confused because I didn't get to the DM because I really appreciate morning cornies and I appreciate DMs, but I will. I've never said that I get to all my DMs at all. I, I can't make that a priority in my life. I try to check them, but if it's in my, like, my friend. My primary, mm-hmm. where it's my friends that I follow, if I get that, I try to stay on top of those, and then I'll go over to general at times, and it's co- sort of like popcorn. Like, if I check some, I try to engage for sure, but I there's no, I can't get to all of them, and that I hope that that makes sense. Well, and also, Amy's text messages, she doesn't even get to all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's really nothing against you, and if you have jokes, like, I would love to hear them, so. What was one of the good ones, Angie, that you submitted to her? Let's do it yeah, live. Let's do it now. yeah. Okay, let me look. All right, right. she's going to go back into the archives (laughs) there. Uh, While she she looks, thank you guys for being on with us. We got some good stuff today. Again, we'll find out who we're going to call Mr. or Mrs. Country Music. Uh, That's later on. Ray sent five DMs to five different country artists. We'll see who responded. Um, Are you ready, Angie? I'm ready. All right, hit us. All right, what do you call a cow with a twitch? What do you call a cow with a twitch? Beef jerky, say it. Milkshake. Oh, oh. Oh, we got a, a. We're debating on the answer. Oh, it's probably beef jerky. It's beef jerky. It is. It, the milkshake's a oh, different one. Milkshake. Milkshake sounds works, really good. Though. Angie, what's your answer? Beef jerky. Okay, there you go. I think you've told that one before, Amy. I think. So. Did you from use her hers? And didn't credit her. <laughs> wow, no, you I read didn't. The DM. But- all right, Angie. Thank you for calling. Hope you have a great day. Hold on, Angie. Angie. You're may I, Angie, may I get your Instagram, please, so I can uh, find your. Messages and you say it's too late. I'll move you on over to general. Okay, ADJ underscore Jackson four. Okay, I will look for that. Sorry, I missed your DM. And all right, we got it. It's okay. All right, all right. Okay, all right. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Angie. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My wife and I recently found out we're having a daughter. We hadn't really talked about names before, but we both agreed that each of us will retain veto power. <laughs> when we did start discussing names, both of us wanted to name her after our late mothers. Her mom's name was Karen, and my mom's name was not a meme. <laughs> I told her the baby can take my mom's name as a first name and her mom's as the middle name. I just don't want to set our daughter up to be bullied throughout her life named Karen. I told her I'd be fine with whatever first name she picks as long as it doesn't lead to the baby being picked on, but she's pretty insistent on Karen. I wanted to see what your advice would be on the situation. Signed, Michael. That's tough, because you just wanted to how long Karen will be around. Being a Karen. Oh, yeah. Good point. Will it be another five to seven years? Because that's probably when it's going to start to affect that baby. This is what I would say. If your only reason... To not name the baby Karen is because of a meme, a fashionable now meme, 
I would say you can name the baby Karen and call the baby by her middle name, whatever it is, if Karen is not feeling like it's the appropriate thing to call her because of what uh, pop culture is telling us. So it could be Karen Susan Jabberwocky. <laughs> Listen, she's got to live with the last name Jabberwocky. That's tough too. Um, so I would say if you're only worried about that, it too shall pass. And maybe Karen ends up being a knight. And if it's not, then she make sure her middle name is strong because that's what you'll call her. Yeah. I think I don't think you name the Karen as the first name. Do you think that'll last long enough? I, either way, like let's just just spare her of that. It's fine. You can work Karen in elsewhere. Do the other one. Right? I don't know. You wouldn't name the baby Karen at all. I mean, middle. You could go middle. But she's already said she doesn't want that. Well, too bad. <laughs> right? I I wouldn't. I something I would have to say. My mom's name was Judy. And if Judy was the meme, I would think long and hard about just throwing that out there. Because you never, it could last forever. And then now you've like knowingly. Name something though that's lasted forever. Like that. I, this is my point. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, oh, good point. Nothing really. It's such a um, pop culture moment with the word Karen because of a Dane Cook joke that turned into what are most middle-aged white women named Karen. I just, I don't think it's going to last. Yeah, maybe it won't. Name her Karen. Give her a strong middle name. Call her by the middle name. <laughs> and if Karen slips and it's not a bad, then then if you want to go back to Karen, you can. Or let the kid when she gets older, because sometimes kids will decide, yeah. hey, I'd rather go by my first name. It's true. Yeah. I have a nephew, two nephews that go by their middle names. So that's normal too. Their first names are just, they're just there. That's that's what I'm going to do. Name the baby Karen. Okay. You lose this battle, Michael. <laughs> just don't call her Karen. That's yeah. the compromise. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if people want to email us. They hit up mailbag at bobbybones.com. This is a whole list of scientific myths that we watch movies and we go, oh, that's got to be true. Because we just see it so much. Number one, that you can hide behind a car door in a gunfight. Mm, and be protected. Uh-huh. Oh. Car doors are made to be lightweight, not bulletproof. <laughs> and unless you're a cop car that's built specifically for that, don't do it. Of course. Number two, you can knock someone out with chloroform in just seconds. Because, you know, people they run behind them, throw it over their face, and then they pass they out. They do it yeah. all the time. Takes about five minutes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's too long. Meteors are hot when they hit the earth because they're not. They're actually barely just lukewarm. Really? You know, when they land, though, it's like, yeah, they they're like all. burning the land. <laughs> yes, there's smoke they're like everywhere. Red. Gun silencers actually work. We believe that. And technically, they do work, but not like they do in the movies. In real life, a gun with a silencer is still loud. It's not. Just not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you should suck the venom out of a bite. That can contaminate the wound and can actually harm nerves and blood vessels of the person who's been bitten. It can also harm the one doing the sucking because you're putting venom in you. Yeah. I swear I learned that in Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, but that's like 40 years ago. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even have penicillin then. <laughs> Using the paddles when someone flatlines. You know, it's like, go to their dad, flatline clear. <laughs> Bam. Ah, he's back. <laughs> it's the shock, yeah. Right. You actually do CPR when someone flatlines. A uh, defibrillator is someone experiencing rapid heart contractions. Mm. A gunshot to the shoulder is no big deal. Not true. People in the movies are always getting shot in the shoulder and going, oh, and they keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a major artery and a large bundle of nerves in there. Wow. 
You can trick a biometric scanner with a severed hand. Those things check, you know, like you you'd cut off someone's hand and you like put their fingerprints on it. And truth serums. According to the CIA, if you can hold out during a normal interrogation, a drug is not going to break you. Mm. So no truth serum. Unless you're just drunk and your ex is a, a topic of conversation. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably it, too. The, the, they're getting shot in the shoulder thing's funny. Yeah. Because that happens people just keep mm-hmm. going. That behind a car door thing's funny. I like the chloroform I mean, one. but if, if that's your Why only... Do you like the chloroform? Well, I'm just saying it takes five minutes. They act like it takes 30 seconds. They do. out. That'd be quite the fight to hold it for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. What are you going to say, Amy? I was just going to say, like, if the car door's your only option, you might as well give it a go, though. Like, if you have nothing else to hide behind it, I think it's better to have it... Bl- like, because at least it'd slow the bullet down. Why are you in a shootout anyway? Let's investigate <laughs> this. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Shout out to Adolfo Melendez. He's the owner of a Tex-Mex restaurant called El Mezcal. And he has spent more than $2,000 of his own advertising money to promote his competitors. Oh, wow. He went and bought gift cards from their restaurants and is passing them out to people because he just feels like a lot of local businesses need the support. And he'd rather everybody work together in this instead of being competitors in it. Dang. Isn't that awesome? I don't know that I'd be that good of a person. (laughs) That's good for him, though. That's what it's all about. That's great. That was Tell Me Something Good. This voicemail was left for us last night by Stephanie. Hey, Bobby. Hey, studio. My husband, Brad, has his birthday on Thursday, and I was wondering if he could get a shout-out on the radio. He listens to y'all every day for, like, the last thousand years. (laughs) Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Brad, ready for the ultimate shout-out? Here we go. Brad, 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 that's pretty good. Yeah, dude, we've never done that before. All right, here's another voicemail last night. Hello, show. I just wanted to tell you I have a bone to pick with Raymundo. So I just turned 21, and of course I was going to try White Claws because y'all hype up White Claws all the time. So I went out, I bought a whole variety pack case, and they are so bad. What the heck, Raymundo? <laughs> Why do you hype those up so much? Ray? Uh, some people love them, some don't. You got to go with the mango, though. If you haven't tried that one yet, please uh, don't. I mean, please. T- sometimes the cherry will taste like medicine, but you can't go wrong when you go tropical. So go that route. <laughs> okay, there you go. Leave us a voicemail if you want. 877 Bobby. 877 Bobby. So Raymundo decided to send five random DMs to country artists. What's the category, Raymundo? It is country artists that were on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, so who are the five artists that you sent a DM to? Lauren Elena. Maybe that's when life starts getting good. And? Okay. Kelly Pickler. Who won? Yeah, Kelly Pickler won Dancing with the Stars. Jana Kramer. Your boy Chuck Wicks. Oh, yeah, Chuck was on with Juliana Huff. Really? Yeah. And finally, I got Billy Ray Cyrus. He was on. He was on. Remember, we talked about it. He goes, man, that wasn't very good. All right, is that it? Wow. I sent an honorary fun one to you. Oh, yeah, and I was like, why are you texting me? Did you respond? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> so, what, did you, what was the message you sent? I said, hey, are you there? And how many of the five responded? Not including you, one of the five. Oh, this is hard. Only one of the five people one responded. One of the five. So, 
Who do you think responded? Lauren Elena? Jana Kramer? Chuck Wicks? Billy Ray Cyrus? Kelly Pickler? Huh. This is hard. This is a good one. Because they're all good people. Yes, and I, I can see all of them. Me too. Maybe except Billy Ray responding. Yeah, but this even is, then, Billy Ray's on social media, too. This is universally a good group of folks that yes. we know that are nice. Lunchbox, who do you think responded? Well, I've slid into her DMs before, and she responded right away, so I'm going with Jana Kramer. I think she's on top of social media. Okay. Eddie? I, I, too, think it's Jana Kramer. Like, she's the type of person that would see it and be like, oh, Ray, Ray, there he is. What do you want? Okay. Morgan? Lauren Elena is a really good friend of the show, so part of me thinks it would be her. But Chuck Wicks, like it being a dude and Ray being a dude, it's not creepy another girl. I'm going with Chuck Wicks. I'm going to go with Chuck Wicks, too. (laughs) I know Chuck. I like Chuck. I think if Chuck were to see it, he would for sure respond. Okay. We have two Jana Kramers and two Chuck Wicks. Interesting. Hey, Ray, are any of us right? Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, we got it. Lunchbox, we got it. We got it. It and, has to be Jana. And the person's on the phone right now, I'm being told? Correct. Okay, I don't know who it is. <laughs> can we just turn them up? Can we Can we turn them up? On the phone right now. Come on. They're taking them off hold. There on the phone is. right now, we don't know who it is. There she is. There she is. Hey, I don't, we don't know if it's her or him. Yeah. It's the only person to respond to Ray's DM of all the country stars that have been on Dancing with the Stars. Mystery celebrity. Would you please identify yourself? Uh, Jana. Ah! <laughs> yeah! That's funny. You guys, okay, so no joke, I'm like listening to the show, and I was so confused. I'm like, why is he, why is he DMing me? I'm like, is he trying to like flirt with me in like the middle of the night? I was so like genuinely confused. That's well. Let me say this about Jana. Since Jana Kramer's on, her book is now a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. So look at yeah. That. Thank you. And you're so sweet to send that sweet little gift. So thank you so much. Yeah. Congratulations. The good fight. What do you think most people are getting from this book when they're reaching out to you? You know, I feel like that they're they're not alone in their struggles. Whether you know they're married or single or just going through whatever they're going through. Because I. I think everyone just portrays this, you know, perfect scenario on, on social media, and it's just not that. So it's just, I think people are like, okay, I'm not alone, and you know, my my feelings of this, and then being able to relate. Natalia, man, your son is getting so big so fast. He's yeah. a cute little one, man. I can't even. He's like, he's. I mean, I love obviously my daughter. She's she's amazing. But my little son, man, he is talking and just he's so funny. Like he's my sweet little sensitive boy. I'm obsessed. And he's got a lot of hair. I mean, he got a, a lot of hair. There she is, Jana Kramer, who I sent her a message, and she was bowling in her house. And I said, you got a bowling alley? I, I do not. Wait a minute. A Wait a minute. I said, you got a bowling alley in your house? How rich are you? And she, it wasn't her house, but it was somebody else's house. Even if you know somebody that's a bowling alley, that's pretty rich. I like people. I'm like, I'm so flattered that people actually think I have enough money to have a bowling alley in my house. <laughs> like, we've got plastic little ones that we did from Amazon. That's our bowling alley in our living room. <laughs> well, congratulations! It's it's such a big deal to to have a book do so well. I'm very proud of you, and uh, good luck. Thanks, and thank Ray. you for responding to Ray. There she yeah. is, the nicest celebrity. <laughs> All right, Jana, talk to you soon. 
All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Let's go over and talk to Teresa, who is in New York. Teresa, we really appreciate you calling. What can I help you with? My question is, my sister um, has been seeing this guy for like the last year. Um, They've never had like the official talk, like, are we going to be exclusive? But it was sort of understood. She's not seeing anybody and he doesn't see anybody. Like she goes over to his house and they hang out. And the last time she she was over there was last um, Saturday night on the 17th. And she she hasn't heard from him since. So she's he's being she's being ghosted, and I'm not sure what she should do. It's Bobby Bones, world class advice giver. GTHO. Ooh, nice. Get the heck out of there. There's a reason this guy hasn't committed because he doesn't want to. He thinks he can hang out with her, have his cake and eat it too. And he's probably ghosted her until he feels like, oh, I should go back to her as my backup plan. There was a time in my 20s I was a bit like this too, even late 20s. I was like, just immature, just making dumb decisions. I wasn't thinking about other people's feelings. This is exactly what that is. So tell your sister, or wink, wink, your sister, you um, tell her that she needs to quit. If she has any self-respect at all, run for the hills. Because this guy ain't nothing but a loser. Loser. <laughs> so end of story. Unless his mom died or he got sick, there is no excuse he can make that actually is worthy of him ignoring her for a week or not committing to her after a year or not being in public with her. Yeah. That's it. There is no other advice for this except that. She needs to go. GTHO. Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Hey, how you feel about that, Teresa? Bye-bye. Is it really you? Be honest. Hello? Teresa. Oh, she hang up? She must not have liked. Oh, man. Yeah, she's That spoonful of react. Sometimes that's hard to swallow. Mm. And I think it was her. Do we think it was her? Possibly. Mm. Could have been. Uh, let's go over and talk to Casey, who is in Missouri, calling the show. Casey, what's going on with you? Hey. So we've been talking about love this morning in different ways. And I have a balding man at home that I love myself. <laughs> and I am just shocked at the lack of female artists that have love songs out right now. I think there's a couple and they're extreme. Like, I love you so much. I'm going to die. <laughs> I just want to like sing to my man and say, Hey, I love you. I want to have your babies. Uh, you rock my world. I want to rock your world. And there's nothing out there right now. Hold on, let me write those lyrics down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock word my, for word. Rock my world. I want to have your baby. Rock my world. I want to have your baby. Your baby. I want to rock your world. And I won't just say maybe. It's good. Thank you. It's real good. There you Cause, go. Because I want to <laughs> scream at the top of my lungs. Dead. Oh, it's, are we doing ballads or no? I don't know. She didn't what what say. does she prefer? Oh. Upbeat tempo or ballad? Like Brantley Gilbert. Oh, style. okay. But 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 <clears throat> from on, a female. Yeah. Rock my world. Yes, yes from me. Yeah. Rock my world. <laughs> I want to have your baby. All right. Uh, thank you, Casey. We're we're gonna put that into the country music uh, suggestion, suggestion box. box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's over there. At we're, the, yes. we're gonna see what they say. Okay. We're gonna drop it off the, at the Country Music Hall of Fame today, yeah, where they make country music. Okay. Yes, Carrie can pull it off. I need her to do this for me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your opinion with us. Hope you have a great morning. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So do you 
think that there's a certain chore you do, or is there a chore that Caitlin does that you find to be a little bit yeah, cooking. She's sexy. The, she's the greatest cook. I couldn't believe the first time she said, she goes, I like to cook. I was like, really? Okay. What are you going to make? <laughs> Chicken broth. And she was like, no, actually, I think we'll do, you know, a pasta with the side. And I was like, wait, what? She's so good at cooking that, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot. Well, according to a survey, men are very, I don't even like saying the word turned on, but <laughs> turned on. <laughs> Why does that creep me out right now? Um, when they watch a woman cook. I don't know that oh, I get wow. turned down while watching her cook. <laughs> no. You just stare at her bones? No, 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 no. <laughs> but also, heads up, guys, women find it super attractive when men do chores, too. It doesn't say which one in particular, but I would say, I don't know, vacuuming, making beds. Well, when I fix things, my wife usually says, like, ah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, sometimes... <laughs> I feel her heart flutter when I pick up the dishes <laughs> or or put the, the takeout into the trash. Oh, like, man. I'll get this baby. And that, that's, that saxophone plays. <laughs> okay, you know that she has told me that she thinks it's pretty awesome when you take the trash out. Well, I do take the trash out. I know, but she commented on it. Okay, well, I'll do it naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? So just shout out to this. 51-year-old mom who is going to be a sur-grandma for her daughter. Wow. The mom is Julie, the daughter's Brianna, and the daughter, 29 years old, has some fertility issues, can't carry the baby, and so her mom volunteered to do it. So yeah, as a mom, she's going to be carrying her grandchild, and normally surrogates can cost anywhere from $100,000, more or less, give or take a few. And obviously, she's her mom, so she's not charging her. Ray, your sister's doing it for you guys, right? Yep. Is Still she, the plan. Is she charging you? I don't believe so. Uh, maybe room and board if she comes and lives with us. And then I'll pay for the groceries, watch her, my nephew, do stuff like that. I demand more. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Okay, there you go. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A woman managed to escape a house fire thanks to her persistent pet. She was asleep. She lived in a two-story log cabin in Oregon. She had no idea that a fire had broken out downstairs. Luckily, one of her three dogs was aware and would not stop jumping on the bed. Would not stop over over and over, jumped on the bed. So she's like, get off the bed. Push the dog off a few times. Like, I would have too. I'd just been like, (laughs) what's wrong with you? And then I would have thought, okay, you're sick or something. That's what my, and then I would have got up. And then that's what happened. She realized that the, the bottom floor of the house was engulfed in flames. She got all the dogs. They escaped unhurt. Fire wow. department came. Um, a lot of loss there, but no lives were lost. Right. And all because that dog kept jumping on the bed over and over again. What I'm usually awakened by is this. <laughs> then a wet sound. Oh. And that's because, <laughs> From your dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's because Stanley's eating something and vomited everywhere. Dang it. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, and then my only thought is, please don't be on carpet. Please be on some sort of wood or rock. But they always choose the carpet. It's like, I think it's just comfortable for them. Yeah. yeah. I think they were like, oh, this seems like a good spot right here on the rug. Right, right here on this really white, light, <laughs> yeah. light colored rug. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. That dog rocks. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We got this voicemail late last night. Hey, Bobby Bones, two questions here. Why don't you guys do the shock me games anymore with the dog collars or the uh, shocker? And the second question, what about Raymundo's Trump money that he bet when he bet that Trump would be president uh, four years ago? Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. God bless y'all. Thank you very much. Question one, 
We get a lot of criticism when we shock each other with a shot caller. Good. Not saying we're never going to do it again, but we've limited those type games. Number two, four years ago, Raymundo bet on Donald Trump to be the president. He bet $1,000. And this was the point of the campaign when Trump was the underdog. He was at 50 to 1 odds. So for every $1 you bet, you make $50. Ray bet $1,000, meaning if he won, he was going to win $50,000. Well, as you know, Donald Trump won the presidency. Ray hasn't been paid yet, right? I have not been paid. Okay, so... Yeah! And you still think that you're going to make $50,000. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if someone come to you and said, hey, I'll give you $20,000 for that ticket, would you take it? No, because I've had the option. I could have easily put it on one of those websites. Wasn't going to do it. I'm a patient man, and I can wait four years, and that's exactly what I did. We'll I thought it was for him to win the presidency, not to win it, hold it, and complete it. Some of those bets, they're futures, what they're called in the gambling industry. It's a futures bet, and they have uh, stipulations like that. Okay, let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. Where do mice park their boats? Where do mice park their boats? At the Hickory Dickory Docks. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. That was the morning corny. Let's go to Rodney in California, who's on right now. Hey, Rodney, how are you? What's up, Bobby? Doing nothing? Just a little radio radio show up here? What are you up to right now? Uh, I'm taking a break at work right now to do this. Okay, awesome. We'll give you a chance to win some cash. We're going to play this game that we call Never Gonna Get It. Now, if someone on the show gets it and you pick them, you win... $30 $30 today. 20 bucks of my money, and the pot is up to $10 from you guys. Who would you like to pick and never going to get it after I read the question? About one in four people have made this bold move in someone else's home. What is it? About one in four people have made this bold move in someone else's home. What is that bold move? You guys all in? Okay, oh, so yeah. yeah. Who usually wins? Oh, and Morgan's in too. Morgan, you should play too, because Morgan's really the one who wins this most of all. So okay, yeah, yeah I kind of remember that. You have Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, and Morgan. Who do you think has the best shot at getting this right? Oh, Raymundo's in too. Say the question again. All right, the question is: About one in four people have made this bold move in someone else's home. What's that move? Hmm. I'll go with Morgan. Okay. Morgan, are you ready? I'm ready. What is your answer? Use their phone charger. Oh, just plug into the phone charger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amy, what do you have? Like, made themselves a snack. Oh, Like, just bold. went to, the, to fridge the fridge and just had like, it. make yourself at home. Lunchbox? Number two. In the bathroom. Oh. All are bold. That's Some bolder than bold. others. Yeah. Eddie? Taking a dump. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, very bold. PC. Okay. Uh, Raymundo? <laughs> Nap time. Oh, explain that one to me. You just, you're over at their house. All of a sudden you get a little drowsy and you just decide, even though I'm not at my house, I wouldn't mind a nap. Why not just take some shut eye? Hey, Rodney, what would you have guessed? One of four people have made this bold move in someone else's home. What is it? Dude, I should have gone with one of the guys because I, I said poop. Yeah, exactly. That's just a guy thing to think, though. No, but that's a very bold I mean, that's, move. That's, that's, it is bold. A, that's it is bold. a very bold move. Yeah. It is bold. Uh, the answer. Come on. Isn't anything any of you have? What? What? Yeah. Really? Grabbing the remote. No. <laughs> Making love. <laughs> with, with who? <laughs> their wife. <laughs> Maybe your wife is there too, Eddie. <laughs> uh, changing the way the toilet paper roll is hanging in the bathroom. 
Oh. And switching it over. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> you know why they had to change it, though? Yeah, because they were... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rodney, you did not win $30. Where do you live in California? I live in a town called Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And uh, I work in Fresno. Oh, cool. Actually, you guys were here. I took my girlfriend. We went and saw the Raging Idiots, and it was it was super awesome. It was super, at a, We played a fair. High. We played the fair, right? We did. Yeah, the big Fresno fair. And then I got fined a bunch of money because I kept playing over the limit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was oh, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember. I was like, they want me to shut it down because it's time for a set. I was like, can we play one more? It's going to cost me 50 bucks this minute. And they kept going. And the crowd's like, yeah. play it. We don't yeah, care about your money. They're like, we don't care how much money you lose. So we just kept playing. <laughs> you me- yeah, remember, remember that, Rodney? I do. All right, cool. Uh, you didn't win, Rodney, but I appreciate you coming on the air with us today. I got to ask what the best country music video is of all time. And so just I just fired off the first video I thought about that touched me and I that I remember from as a kid and it was Garth Brooks standing outside the fire. Oh, yeah. so good. They're so hell-bent on giving walking a wire convinced it's not living if you stand outside the fire. This whole video is about a special needs kid who mm-hmm. in the end wants to run track and he's running and he wipes out and the parents run down and are like, don't touch him. Let him finish the race. And he gets up and he finishes the race bloody. And then Garth Brooks is playing with fire on the bleachers behind him. <laughs> yes. This video, and I don't know if I watched every video again, if I'd feel it. Would, but it, that's the one when they said, hey, what was your favorite video of all time? I was like, standing outside the fire, mm-hmm. obviously. But I watched it again this morning before the show. And I still, listen, it's corny. And like when Garth's staring at the camera, playing the fires behind him. <laughs> it's very 90s and very Garth yes. from the 90s. Loved it. And I still got a little emotional with the story. Cool. Such a good music video. So that's the one I answered. And then I started to go, okay, what other video popped in my head that I can think of where I was like, wow. And it was later, obviously, but it was Sugarland Stay. Why don't you stay? Where she has no makeup on. She's crying in the video. It's just her and Christian, period. They're in a white room. And it's the, a, a different perspective of the woman who is being cheated with. And her husband's going back to his wife. That's what the song is. Mm. But I remember just seeing the video in an airport and going, what's happening here? Because it almost shuts everything down. The only thing I can compare it to was there was a Super Bowl ad a few years ago. And in the commercial, it's just quiet. And you're like, uh-oh, TV's broken. But you look over and there are words coming across the screen. They wrote on the screen only. They kind of wanted to, to make everybody go, oh, well, this isn't normal. What's happening? This video was like that because there was nothing going on except them staring in the camera all the way broken down. And her crying. And I just remember that, too. So those were the two that came to my mind. Favorite country music video, Amy? I mean, the first one that came into my mind. And then I had to go look it up because I couldn't remember exactly what the song was called. But Travis Tripp was in a wheelchair. And then the song is Tell Me I Was Dreaming. But there was a series. Like, there was three videos that went along with this storyline. And this is the second one. And... It just was really powerful and sad, and I remember crying and watching it on TV, and I don't know. The the wife, do you remember it? No, but the, I love this song. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's depressing, because I don't want to tell you the whole story. I mean, it's been out for okay. 25 years. <laughs> so, the wife, he's in a wheelchair, because he is a, a vet, and his wife is out cleaning the boat, and she's pregnant, 
And while she's cleaning the boat, she slips and hits her head on the dock. And then he's in a wheelchair, so he can't save her. And she dies. Oh, who thought of that? Oh, but she's All right, pregnant. guys, everybody in. We're going to have a meeting today. <laughs> What's the absolute most sad thing? Well, I'd like to say it's very sad when a vet goes over and serves and is injured. Okay, put that on the list. Good yeah. one, Jim. Well, uh, Timmy, what are you saying over there? Well, what if she's pregnant and she falls and he that vet we were talking about cannot... Wow. Yeah. Fantastic, so then, Timmy. That's a great guys, fantastic. Guys, get this, though. They were able to, uh, she was pregnant with the baby, but they were able, at the end, the baby lives. So he. And Clark, you say you have a weird, a weirdly happy ending? Well, yeah, so uh, he's still, still in a wheelchair and she dies. But what if we let the baby live? Just give people a, a shred yeah. of hope. Mm-hmm. That's the ticket. <laughs> Not bad. Take it. Not bad, Clark. Record it. Wrap it up. What the crap? <laughs> Great song, though. Great. Tell me I was dreaming. That's a good one. Uh, Eddie, your favorite country music video? Well, you guys went heavy. (laughs) I went went more of just like, it's cool because it's awesome. (laughs) It looks awesome. I went Chattahoochee because. Oh, skiing. I mean, Alan Jackson is skiing with jeans on and a cowboy hat. Who does that? Iconic scene. Absolutely. And then at night, he's chilling by the fire with his Dallas Cowboys t-shirt on. Best video ever, in my mind. Great video. I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame and was looking at some exhibits, and they had his jeans from that video. Come on. That are almost completely whitewashed now because they're old. And two, when they're wet in the video, they're darker, obviously, yeah. because of the water. Great one, though. <laughs> I really to go check those jeans out. Lunchbox. Man, this one hit me in the heart, and I don't know how many awards it won, but it was amazing, and it was really personal to me, and it's Chris Chanson, Better I Don't. So it's better I don't. Because I'm in the video, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> that makes it the best video of all time. You picked a video you're in? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Ray Mundo, do you have a favorite country video? Yeah, um, I had to go with my boy, and it's his most popular YouTube video, and it's uh, Break Up in a Small Town. It's just a house burning down. There's no special effects, and Sam's just singing the song, running through the town. He's not going to stop the song because the house is burning down. I chose fire as well, just like you. I never <laughs> What's your favorite all-time country song right now? Um, his newest one, Hard to Forget. Your favorite all-time country song is... Hard to Forget by Sam Hunt. All time. Yes. Cool. What's your second favorite all-time country song? <laughs> Number two was Body Like a Backroad. This one's easily top five, though. All-time country song. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you have anything in your top five that isn't Sam Hunt? Honestly, it's just him. I mean, maybe top ten, I would have a, a different artist. Okay. Other videos that were amazing <laughs> that, that popped up, Thunder Rolls. Ooh. Garth. Fantastic. That's uh, a movie. A Indi- mini movie. Yeah. Independence Day. Martina McBride was a great video. I remember that one. Uh, Scream, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone right now is Kaylee, who lives in New Mexico. Kaylee, how are you? Morning, studio. Morning. Um, I was calling for some advice. So basically, um, I just got engaged, and I'm trying to plan my wedding, but I'm super close to my dad and my stepdad both. So I'm trying to decide how to like do the whole walking down the aisle thing and the father-daughter dance or dances. Interesting question. I think this calls for Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver! Well, do your real dad and your stepdad like each other? Yeah, they get along, okay. I wonder if they would bite the bullet and both walk you down at the same time. If I ask them, though, and then one of them says no... Well, that's the one that you... If one says no, they're thinking about themselves, not you. Are you closer to one than the other? 
Well, I work for my stepdad, so we talk more, but I'm very, very close to the both of them. Oh, yeah. See, because I have a half-sister, and when she got married, she has a stepdad, and and she chose to have her stepdad walk her down and not my dad. That was hard. Oh, no. My dad wasn't part of anything, but they're not not close, but I know that it hurt my dad's little bit maybe. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Ask them both to walk you down at the same time. There's no reason your wedding has to match the criteria of every wedding before you. And if one of them goes, nah, then they're just thinking about themselves. Like they should put you, the bride, their daughter, you're the, the daughter to the both of them. Yeah. They should put your needs and wants first. So I would say ask them both. And as far as a father-daughter dance, I would say dance with them both. Do two songs. There's no reason you have to just do one. Or halfway through the song, could there be like a spin and she twirls out and lands in the no, other arm? No, because it's the same song. You need okay. a, a special song for both of them. Okay. And then you need to flip a coin to see who goes first. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. So one of them doesn't feel like, oh, she picked them first. Like you make a point of it. Like, okay, I want you guys both to us all, both to do a father-daughter dance. And I'm going to flip the coin right now. Heads, it's you, Chuck. Tails, it's you, Larry. <laughs> flip. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. my advice to you, Kaylee, is have them both walk you down the aisle. They will do it for you. They both love you very much. And have two father-daughter dances, but make sure they know you're flipping a coin to see who goes first because you love them both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I was leaning towards. So I appreciate it. I just didn't know if that would be a little too much father-daughter dancing during the reception. It's your wedding. Today. It can be too much of, of whatever. You can... Put old home family videos up during the reception for two hours and make everybody watch them if you want. It's just your time. I mean, don't do that, but. <laughs> uh, Kaylee, thank you. We appreciate your call. Let us know how it turns out, okay? Thank you so much. I will do that. All right. Thank you. There it is. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Bones. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A freight train conductor in Georgia is driving a mile-long train when he looks up on the track and he sees someone laying on the tracks. He starts going, honk, honk, trying to get the guy's attention. Well, the guy's not moving, so he slams the brakes on and is able to stop the train in time. There was a homeless man that had tripped, fallen, was injured, couldn't get up, and was suffering from hypothermia. And all because the train conductor was alert and on his P's and Q's, stopped the train in time. Wow. I don't know much about trains, but I hear it's really hard to stop. Oh, it takes a oh, long yeah, like, way. way in I'm glad you asked that I have my CDL Please. permit and I had to learn about trains. Did us. you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. No, Sorry. no, no. Like low belly vehicles. You know, there's just a lot of rules when driving the big rig about train tracks. If you have somebody in there with you, you got to stop. Mm. Um, you got to look, obviously. Oh. <laughs> but you learn that they really, most times when they see you, they can't stop from when they can see you to now. Yeah. Unless it's an extremely long stretch. Wow. Because there's just so much weight behind it. Man, that's awesome. Stop. I heard one inch from them. Yeah, one. I actually half an inch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm making the story. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, so tell us what happened at your house. So we had some people there hanging some stuff, and one of the guys was outside on a ladder, elderly-ish. I, you know, the one guy probably should have been, the younger guy should have been the one on the ladder, but he had a broken leg, so the older gentleman went up, and the ladder went off the edge, and he fell off the ladder and, like, couldn't move. At your house? Yes. And you saw this? It was awful. Like, 
scary situation. He didn't want to move. So then that's scary because you know, you're not supposed to. Then you hear, mm. I was thinking, I've seen on TV, don't move them, don't move them. What do you do, by the way? So we call do you the run, paramedics. No, no, no. What do you do immediately? Do you run out there? You know, like everyone's, there's lots of people at my house and everybody's freaking out. And like my, uh, yes, there's multiple people at my house. And we're all kind of like scrambling what to do. We decide to call 911 to get paramedics there. The paramedics show up. Everything is like fine, but they take his heart rate. And they're like, gosh, his heart rate is so low. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going in though. I'm not going in. And then he decides to go. And then we got an update the next day that he had a pacemaker put in and that he should have, that is something that he would have needed regardless of the fall, but he probably never would have gone to the hospital for. And so they say that the fall is one of those weird things that probably saved his life. What? So you having an unstable ladder really saved the guy's life. His ladder. Uh, Not your ladder, good. It it went off the ledge. I know, I thought, once he was better, I thought that night, are we going to get sued? Like, I don't know the insurance, like, because we didn't know the full update. And then when I got the update that it saved his life, I was like, we're definitely not getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> so I use the same two guys. That yeah. Guy's, that guy's really old. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's like, guys, he's like 80. Yeah. <laughs> but is he good? Yeah. Okay, okay. I tried to so be now care- I'm worried that he can't hang out my mirror. I'm like, <laughs> what? I tried to be careful with the elderly comment, yeah. but. Yeah, he's like 80. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, the f- Jimmy Johnson had this happen to him. He went on Survivor. I was going on Survivor, and he got like hurt or something, and they went in. And they were like, "Oh, you have a heart issue." They had to put a heart a stent in because yeah. they found it. The there. Dallas Cowboy coach. Yeah, uh-huh. he went in. He was going through casting, and they found this defect or whatever the and that. So he got it put in. So he wasn't able to be cast, but he came back a couple seasons later once he healed from what? surgery. And like the screening process, they physically yeah. screen you. He didn't pass. They found an issue, and they were like, "Oh my God, we need to put this in your heart. Put a stent in his heart." Wow. Well, I'm glad that that guy's okay. Yes. I'm and sure he'll be fine over at your house. He got a new pacemaker. Yeah, that's right. I'm asking about it. <laughs> hey, I heard you got a new pacemaker, but let me see it. I'm very excited about this next segment because I have no idea who is going to talk with us. The only thing that we've been told is that I'm a fan. That's it. Which makes me have a couple of names already written down. Sure. So we're going to ask our mystery guest yes or no questions. We figured out. We've all bet money on who who gets it first. Yes. And then we'll interview them without having any background whatsoever. Uh, Mystery guest, good morning. Good morning. All right. It's a guy. Wow. So we got that. Okay. We got one question each until we miss it. Okay. Okay. Mystery guest, are you in music? No. Are you on a TV show? No. Oh, Mystery gosh. guest, are you on the radio? No. What? Okay, okay, okay. Mystery guest, are you a professional athlete? No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. How much time we got, Bones? No, 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 we got all day. I love this. Oh, and I also love that he's playing it perfect, too. No. Like, he's giving us nothing. I love this. Okay. Mystery guest, do you have over 100,000 Instagram followers? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Mystery guest, are you a viral sensation? Yes. Viral sensation. A viral sensation. Viral. Okay. Mystery guest, have you ever been featured on TMZ? Yes. This is big. Wow. This is big. That throws off my guess. Mystery guest, do you make over six figures a year? No comment. Okay. So it's not somebody we would know for being extremely wealthy. But why would he say no comment? Maybe he's hiding from the IRS. Love it. 
Lunchbox. Golly. Mystery guest, are you currently dating someone famous? No. Okay. Eddie, do you have a guess? You going to do it? I have a guess. Go ahead. Mystery guest, is your name Keanu Reeves? LOL. Mystery guest, have you ever been on a late night talk show? Yes. Dude, I don't know who this is. That's fantastic. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Oh. Go ahead, Lunchbox. Mystery guest. Were you on Jimmy Fallon? No. Morgan, you know who it is, Morgan? Yeah. Are we close? Do we? Are... I don't know if I can give you guys a hint. No. Scuba, give us a context hint that we can all have. Um, well, you want audio? I can, I can play something like a, a music. No. Okay. No, no, no. Ray it... says no to give it away. Okay. Give it away. Um, I would say that you would know him from the late 80s, but then also recently again the last year. Late 80s? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. Okay. No, but he said he's not in music he said no music no tv right guys i don't scuba give us another hint um he is part of a duo and you may have mentioned someone earlier that he was paired with give us another hint scuba we're all speed rounding now Uh, air guitar we got to get to this air guitar oh man i have no idea he's the air guitar championship we're now on speed round so first one to buzz in their name with the buzzer wins okay give us another hint i think you should play this okay here we go right there on the wall too left or right this one right here Go go ahead his initials are B S P E. His character. B S P E. B S P E. Oh, I, I, I got nothing. I, no I got B S P E. Give us another hand, Scuba. Um, Bill. This is Bill, character's first name. Bill S. Preston Esquire. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's Bill. Yeah, from Bill and Ted. Excellent. <laughs> Alex Winter. It's Alex Winter from the Bill and Ted. Wow. wow, come on. Okay. Well, you are on the movie star. Yes. Didn't we ask if he's a movie star? Alex? I said, I did say yes, you guys. Oh, you oh, idiots. Like, idiots. <laughs> he's like, this is the dumbest show I've ever been a part of. Wow. This is really freaking cool. Did you? I'm going to geek out for a second. Yeah, yeah. My favorite movies as a kid were the Bill and Ted movies, and then the new one was excellent as well. It was excellent, excellent. as well. Yeah, Alex, hey, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, you guys too. That was uh, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so, <laughs> was that the dumbest thing he's ever done in an interview? <laughs> so, let me say this. Bill and Ted Face the Music is available on Blu-ray and digital now. You can check it out. I loved it. Um, you know, and they have kids now. Yeah. When you get the script for this, and I, I'm assuming, Alex, that you guys had seen a bunch of versions of bringing Bill and Ted back. Is that true? Yeah, we were. I mean, we worked on this thing for a long time, so there was all kinds of iterations along the way. But um, it was the same two writers who wrote the first two movies. We worked with those guys for a long time. When you're walking down the street and people see you, what do they yell most? Excellent or 69, dude? <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's been uh, you know many decades of people doing that all the time. What I like about it is that now it's little kids, sort of people show their kids and they show their kids, and it's fun to have so many little kids coming up to you all the time, all geeked out to see you. It's sweet. I want to ask you a question about George Carlin, who is one of my favorite uh, comedians, uh, observers mm-hmm. of all so time, good. and I know that you you worked with him. Um, because he was in the phone booth. He's the guy. Yeah. What was he like to work with on set? You know, we were really starstruck by him and kind of intimidated. Um, we were pretty young when we did the first one, but he, like a lot of aggressive comedians off stage, he was incredibly soft spoken and gentle. 
and uh, very open. So we all became really close. It was he was an amazing, amazing human being. Uh, Alex Winter is on right now. Who's been our mystery guest? And let me say this in the most complimentary way possible for you to put up with that bull crap for as long as you did. <laughs> props, hey. you deserve a whole. <laughs> because it was, it was actually hilarious for my end. Like I, in my mind, I was, it was the dumbest thing I was thinking about. But you guys laughed at me when I said Keanu Reeves. I'm like, this is crazy that it's Bill. Oh, you did bring up <laughs> yeah, Keanu you did. Reeves. Oh my gosh, I feel so. Hey, stupid. is Keanu? A, 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 did you guys remain friends after the first couple? Yeah, we've been we've been very very close for our whole lives. So it was funny to come back and play the characters again because we've just had. You know, regular lives like any friends do. And they're like, oh, crap, we got to actually be these doofuses again. <laughs> so it was fun. Alex, I appreciate your time. Thanks for putting up with this. Big fan and uh, much success. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. All right. There fun. he is. Alex yeah. Winter. There he is from Bill and Ted. He is Bill S. Preston Esquire. Esquire. And, and then Ted, Ted Theodore, Theodore Logan. Logan. Yeah, that's right. Nice. This is Tammy from Minnesota who left a voicemail last night. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just had a question about tipping because I had a strange incident today. I went to the liquor store, picked up all the bottles that I wanted, brought it to the counter, and the gentleman rang me up. And when I inserted my credit card, it asked me how much I wanted to tip. And I was just, was like a deer in headlights. I didn't know what to do. So I was wondering what your opinion was. It's a weird place to see a tip line. You don't have to tip there. Only when there is a service given should there be a tip. I don't want to go into Target and they're like, all right, just ring you up. How much would you like to tip me? Right. Don't feel bad because you didn't, but I always encourage if you can, do a little. Because if you needed it and someone could do a little, wouldn't you appreciate that? But you shouldn't feel guilty at all. Here is Sydney in Arizona. I need some help. Me and my fiance are getting married in like 10 days. We are huge, huge fans. Now, I have no idea what to get him for a groom's gift. I did not know that we were supposed to do groom's and bride's gift, but we are. So I need your help. I was wondering maybe if I can get an autograph since he is such a huge fan and maybe we can get it mailed out to him or something. All the gifts are weird for weddings. I never heard of that kind of gift. Never heard well, of it. why he, did the brooding groom and bride need to get each other a gift? You're they about are to be married. Yeah. yeah. You got a whole wedding happening. <laughs> all the pressures of making sure that it's all pulled off and the right people get there. And now there's a groom and bride gift. Yeah, a ring, too. You just bought him a ring. You just bought him a ring. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll, sure, I'll say. Do we have any books here? I can send a book <laughs> After all that. Yeah, yeah sure. That'd I mean, be a good I, gift. I always say, if I can help out, I will. <laughs> I'm happy to send over a signed book. Did she leave her address? Her phone, her phone number. Okay. Can we get her a book? Yeah, we can get her a book, yeah. Okay. I will send you and your husband. We'll, we'll find out what you want written in there. A copy of Fail Until You Don't, my latest book called Fail Until You Don't, Fight, Grind, Repeat. Okay. Here is Mississippi John, who left us a voicemail last night. I've heard several times the story about where you broke into the radio station, but I've never heard what happened to the apprentice that was with you, you know, actually went into the radio station. Love to hear about it. Love your show. Appreciate that. Yeah, way back in my nuttier days, I was out. I was doing a station event. Another station had put bumper stickers all over our station van, and I was ticked. I'm a very competitive person, sometimes overly, unhealthily. It's okay. So long story short, we broke into the radio station, took over their airwaves. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> there was a lot that went into that. But 
broke into their station, took over their airwaves. Uh, the guy that was with me at the time, his name was Gilligan, who I instructed not only where to go and what to do, but I sat down and we had pictures of their studio. So I showed <laughs> hey, them what, what things would do on the board. We did like a trial run. <laughs> it was the Mission Impossible, but radio station breaking in. Fun. Um, I don't. I don't know what happened to Gilligan. I don't think he's in radio anymore. It's the last time you talked to him. Probably that night. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was it. I'm just kidding. You got arrested, never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> He's still clanking his cup, waiting to be bailed out. Kring, 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 kring. Bones. Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Parma Heights, Ohio. A man called police saying he was leaving a bar when someone attacked him and stole his cigarettes. Police arrived and he's like, yeah, this dude came up, stole my cigarettes. Someone needs to be arrested. He was highly intoxicated, and the cigarettes were in his back pocket, not his shirt pocket. So they weren't even stolen. Oh, my no. gosh. He just happened to be drunk. Yeah, so he was arrested for public intoxication. There you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Physical things that will immediately make you feel better. Number one, giving yourself a giant bear hug. My shoulder just hurts when I do this. Because mm-hmm. I've tried it a couple of times. I'm always like, ugh. Okay, Amy's doing it now. There you go. Get it in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does feel it like looks, a nice stretch. It looks like that trick you used to do, you know, where you would face the corner of the wall and act like somebody was making out of you. Cradling your face in your hands. Do that, Amy. I mean, I guess we do that, but I think I do that more out of when you cry. Shame. <laughs> shame. <laughs> I'm crying and I'm like, don't look at me. Placing a hand on your heart. I guess someone else's hand or your hand. Because I think when I, I'm ready to say the Pledge of Allegiance when I right. do that. Exactly. Okay. Maybe that's you being in touch with this your place, yeah, heartbeat. Maybe. Using those kind of touches will help you feel grounded and happier, hmm. if you think so. Uh, most attractive traits on, on people? Number one? Eyes. Um, um, how do I say that? Body? Stop. He can't. Both, both of you guys went physical, which is weird. I just oh, said sorry. traits. Kindness. Well, yeah, okay. Generosity. Uh, well, now um, you... Um, sorry, I was thinking physical. It's got to yeah. be humor, right? Kindness understanding, intelligence, being fun-loving, compassion, having an exciting personality. Oh, wow. man, I missed on those. Those are the exciting <laughs> traits. Lunchbox is like, I don't think I can say it on the radio. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Check out the podcast. Goodbye. The Bobby Bone Show.